0: Welcome to The Loaded Goat. I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we have arrived at the big day. We're breaking down the episode of our namesake. The The last
1: episode of our podcast. That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Unless this is news to me. (laughs) We're doing it, baby. I feel good. So I came up with two words. It's, I don't know if either, I I know one of them is the right word, and I'm going to screw it up saying it. Eponymous, the eponymous episode of our podcast and then the other word I don't know if it's a real word, but it feels like it could be is titular.
0: T- titular is a real word.
1: Yes. Look at me. I'm so smart. Randy, did you hear that? Did you watch this episode? Um, no.
0: <laughs> no. Did you? I mean, I, I know that's always a question I
1: need to ask going into every episode, but what did you think of this episode? I liked it quite a bit. You know, I first thought that the, you know, it was kind of fun because it, Obviously our logo is a picture of the loaded goat. I kind of thought that the goat would be drunk. And so I thought it would be loaded that way. And then I had no, no real, this is an episode unlike any other.
0: I agree. And that's what I really do like about this episode. And it's one of those episodes where there's really no learning. There's really no message. There's nothing. It is just a very funny scenario. That they have to solve
1: yeah but they do it but they also do it in a way that like everybody's little characteristics get to shine in a way yeah. that normally it you know i accidentally watched one for a little bit later on early and you know it's the the singing one and you know it, it, they're very stark contrasts for you know what's it mr McBeavie sings in the choir I watched like there's two totally mean, different Ray, episodes.
0: Ray, Ray, Ray Hollister sings, not Mr. McBeavy, not yeah. the guy who yeah. works in the in the trees. Ray yeah. Hollister, but yes. it, it's,
1: it's the exact opposite type of show of episode yeah. where you've got like heavy music, very solemn. It makes you feel good. And this one is you get to see everybody's weird personality quirks and it's just fun. I agree. This kind of
0: has an this to me, I mean, having having us just broken down recently, man in a hurry, this kind of has the peaceful kind of almost no, you know, let the story drive itself feeling of kind of man in a hurry, um, of just kind of watching how the goat wanders around the town. But it's really there's no, there's no life lessons. It's just zaniness. I mean, like Otis's role in all of this is perfect, um, and how and how he comes comes about. So, um, totally. Mayor
1: Stoner, always a putz, but is like a perfect counterbalance. They make, yeah, he, <laughs> this is the first episode where I've seen a value in Mayor Stoner. In yeah. other episodes, I just thought that he was kind of a blah, blah character that doesn't bring anything forward. And you get to see a corrupt side of him that is very impish yeah. that, I, that, I, that I appreciate. The other thing I'll say before we get into this is I really love an alley And we've never seen an alley in Mayberry before. Maybe in the back when Ben kind of goes in and looks in the jail cell. But I really liked the Mayberry alley. I agree. I mean, I've seen, I think on a few bank
0: robbery episodes, we've kind of gotten just an inkling of a back alley. But I felt like not Not the same. same. And I felt like we got a view of Mayberry that we normally don't get. um, I would agree with that. Yeah. So, this, and I mean, we're not the first person to, per, first group of people to ever say this is a great name. We should incorporate it for a, for a podcast. There is a restaurant in Mount Airy, North Carolina called The Loaded Goat, which serves good pub food. Are they
1: the and, people that keep sending us the cease and desist? Uh, no, they do have, we have not gotten a correspondence <laughs> from them yet, unless you're getting them and I'm nope. not. But they are the reason we have a lame.net
0: and not a .com. They are. And we haven't really been able to have negotiations. I mean, you and I should go in there sometime and just say, I'll order this. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll order this off the menu. And how much is your domain name? How much, yeah, correct. Can, can, we, can we order that too?
1: I have a new kind of, that actually puts me in a category. I have this new goal of like, when you see, at least in our smaller towns, you see this more often, but like a bunch of billboards will come up in town and sometimes they're a little wacky. I want to try to buy those domains out from under because they're buying these like long contracts. On the domain and i feel like the odds are like pretty good if i try hard enough that i could swoop that url out from underneath out from underneath it and like redirect everybody to the loaded goat
0: yeah you know, there's there's that we could do that i don't know if that is the if that's really what's going to put us over okay cool just All a right. thought i will say this r- restaurant the loaded goat was it was a favorite uh, or was the favorite restaurant of betty lynn who played the Maloon, who obviously recently passed away, I love it. I think their popcorn shrimp is amazing.
1: We've never been to the loaded goat, but we will we will be we will go someday. They're on goldbelly. You can order their uh, long neck clams from anywhere and they'll ship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is not, this episode that is, is brought not, to you by Goldbelly. <laughs> that is not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to be going on looking what to order long neck clams, which I didn't, which I don't know if they serve there. I ha- served those there. I don't think they do. I haven't looked on. I haven't looked at their web- website.
1: I think a long neck clam would be a really gross thing to get shipped
0: to you. Yeah, it'd be like getting sh- sushi shipped to you. I suppose. Mm-hmm. So this episode first aired on January twenty eighth, nineteen sixty three, and was written by Harvey Bullock. Uh, we open at the barbershop to the sound of demolition. It's a unique way that it opens. It turns out they are building an underpass through Mayberry. And Mayor Stoner gives one of the, he just responds with a generic speech about pop progress, like something. It's almost like he's giving it with like this gusto. And you're just like, this is just, you're like, but you, but you you're just think almost about
1: almost a caricature of a politician. What year did this come out? 1963. So you got a comparison to Kennedy, right? Kind of like, a really amazing charismatic speaker and then mayor stoner you got to think about it in the time you know i will i very rarely ever say this but that's a very good point (laughs) wait i have one more thing before because this is obviously your favorite episode of all
0: time it's not actually my favorite episode of all time it is but i feel like it captures
1: so much of what i love about that show Oh, OK, well, then my question is kind of lame. But like, did you sleep last night? Were you so excited to talk about this with your best friend that you couldn't sleep for? Yes, I could sleep the night before, partly because
0: I know that we have more episodes to go. If I was worried about anything, I was worried you were going to show up and think, oh, well, this is the last one we're done. And I was going to have to explain, no, we've got we've got more of these to do and
1: there. And there he did it. Yeah. So in walks Cy Hudgens,
0: better known as Hudge with his goat Jimmy, he wants to get a haircut, but they say Floyd is out for lunch. He takes an hour so the food doesn't go down to his feet, which he's tru- just describing. He's describing gout. Yeah, I guess that is what he's describing. Yeah, which may have been a bigger problem back then. I don't know. In truth, Howard Near was still recovering from a stroke and would not be back for a while
1: okay i wondered i I, you know obviously i remember that but i was surprised i thought that he would be coming back for this episode
0: mayor stoner a man who's so good at you know getting voters and not upsetting voters choose a hudge out for bringing in the goat and hudge points out that the real reason for the underpass is to drive business to mayor stoner's brother's filling station have we met the brother no and we never will okay so Edge takes the goat out, ties him up, so he can go run some errands. And we hear a harmonica playing, and it's just kind of very idyllic. The goat gets free and walks into the sheriff's office where Barney Fife is playing. They've called a French jaw harp. They call it well. That's yeah, French French jaw harp, which I is just a t- another term for her, a harmonica. You know, like, but,
1: a jaw harp is different. You like yeah. put the whole thing in your mouth yeah. and then break your teeth on
0: the metal. You yeah. Go, yeah. 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 Yeah, no, they do. Yeah. But so it's basically so it's a harmonica. I've heard that term before. I don't you know, it's not one that I've have used. Yeah. But so he's basically playing a harmonica. The goat walks up to Barney, who is stunned to see him. And Barney just runs the goat. Was off. the goat I mean,
1: stunned to see Barney or was Barney stunned to see the goat? Or do you think well, it was mutual?
0: I think a goat was walking up saying, hey, what you doing? And Barney just ran him off, which the funny thing on this is, is like the, the silliness of this show is like if a goat walks into your office,
1: I mean, are you just going to kick him out and then be like, yep, that's that. I don't have to worry about a goat <laughs> uh, yeah. running around I, town. I just, that was not very Mayberryan. It, uh, that's a little bit more of what I think people would do now. It's like, yeah. let me just get this out of my immediate vicinity. This is not my problem anymore. Yeah. And that's kind of what it felt like. And then he sits back down
0: and starts playing again. And Andy walks in. Andy tells him he's getting better on his French jaw harp. And He has he- been, though. He got a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah, because he has played on previous shows and not been very good. Yeah, good point. So apparently, there's not much going on except every time a blast goes off, Miss Vickers thinks they are they are Yankee cannons, and so I think you're gonna say Yankee candles. <laughs> Yankee candles, no Yankee cannons. Yeah, it's so like obvious. it's like Fallujah though. I mean, it's, it is going. I mean, it does just have a feel of every time it's like boom. You know, and then, and then, but she calls, and I mean, it is funny when Andy says, "Yep, we're still holding Rich. We're we're still we're still holding Richmond." I mean, it was just
1: kind of a funny thing that you know I, that I just thought was kind of I did kind enjoy of a, it. They had a they me, had a good thing. This is where you get the good Barney Barney and Andy banter in the episode. Which we're talking about these all individual moments that give yeah. it. This is a moment where you get that kind of classic Barney Andy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Hutch comes in and saying he can't find Jimmy. And they go look for him. And sure enough, Jimmy gets into the dynamite and starts eating it. So it looks a little bit like he's smoking a cigar. Yeah, it does really look like that. And then Otis comes out. I guess there is a still in a back
1: alley in town. Like right Right, behind the jail. (laughs) Right behind the jail. (laughs) Which is so convenient for Otis. Which is probably why he sleeps there versus going home.
0: Yeah. And so Otis comes out with a newly purchased bottle of moonshine and runs into Andy and Barney and they asks if he has seen a goat and he walks off and says, Nope, but he soon will. And um, they know they they're they're like, he's off to He's he's up to something. He's off to get drunk, but we've got bigger fish. to fry. This
1: is such a great Otis moment. I like how he walks out, getting scared, hiding it. It's such good facial expressions. Yeah. Otis in this episode, we get a lot of physical humor out of we that. Do. I don't think we've seen before.
0: No, we don't. We got a lot in this one. And then later, Opie comes up on his bike and tells Andy and Barney that he saw the goat in a shed behind the hardware store. And we cut to Jimmy coming out of the shed, having polished off some dynamite. I mean, and I just feel like this goat is so cute. Whoever they got to play, whatever ring. Whoever they got. (laughs) The goat. (laughs) They they picked the of all the goats who auditioned. They picked the right goat. I have to say. They did. They did. Yeah. And Barney goes into the shed, and he's trying to look around, and he lights his (laughs) light. He sees he's standing next to some dynamite with a lighter. And he shakes, and it's hilarious, and he runs outside. And Andy walks in and sees that Jimmy has eaten some of the dynamite. And we go to a very early commercial with Andy saying, somewhere wandering around Mayberry is a loaded goat. So do you, like, they
1: knew that there was some missing? Do we really think he ate a whole thing? And if dynamite's so like volatile, when he chews it, wouldn't it explode?
0: One would think. I mean, this is one where you have to almost suspend disbelief. I mean, there's, it's, you know, it's kind of like I watched a Western one time where they were basically cornered and they handed the bad guys some nitroglycerin acting like it was liquor. And so the guy takes a big drink of it, spits it out and throws it on the ground and everything just goes up in flames. I don't know if nitroglycerin really worked like that, but it was always a Hollywood trope that it would, it you know, would especially just- in westerns, you drop it, it just blows up. And so I'm kind of thinking like this is kind of, it's for the convenience of the story, it's however, whatever happens, this this goat's just a delicate ob- object. But yes, you would think if you went in and you just bit into a piece of stick of dynamite it would probably send you it would probably blow up I think so too yeah so now that we're we now that a few weeks ago Christopher got us doing lists brought his own list so this look week, out we're gonna, BuzzFeed we're going to try to we're going to try to start doing this through episodes during can we the call break. them listicles we can call them listicles so what we'll do is this week, since we're doing the namesake of our Andy Griffith show retrospective, we will do some great names for other TV show retrospectives that could work. work. I'll go first and then Christopher will go and then we'll go back and forth until we're done.
1: And I've got one thing to go before we continue. I, would, I actually think that our podcast is a respect retrospective because we respect the show as we retrospect. A lot of people don't respect the show. Well, there are those guys over at Breaking Mayberry, they
0: don't they 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 do not respect the show. They talk they, about how it, how it cor- corrupted their childhood. There are new nemesis. I don't know if we'd call them nemesis. I mean, they've got a podcast and they're not they're not as glowing about the Andy Griffith show as we are. I got I got to have I got to have a, a a bad guy, you know. So I know you always need somebody, you always need somebody <laughs> to demonize and fight. You would have been great. You would the Cold War would have been your great era if you could oh. have just had an enemy to focus on.
1: Give this your time. We don't know. We we, we you know we it we, <laughs> we, we may work out. Yeah.
0: So my first one is the title would be Viking Bikers from Hell. And that was the name of an episode of Miami Vice where some bikers basically descended on Miami and just started wreaking wreaking havoc. And it was one where John Milius who wrote a number of movies, but did action movies, but also his last basically big thing was the series on HBO Rome. But it was just this kind of wild story that about bikers uh, causing havoc in South Florida.
1: I love it. That's great. Do you want me to, do I do one now? Yeah. So the first one I thought of, and there's a little bit of a play on words here. But I would go season one, episode one of Lost. It's called Pilot, which, I, you know, they're all called Pilot. But especially for Lost, a, you know, a, a TV show that is a little bit meandering and it's lost in and of itself with the storyline. But having a pilot be the pilot, I think I think there's something to that. My other ones are a little bit more informed than that one. But it's the only thing off the top of my head when I started this listicle.
0: We're not going to do like four more episodes called pilot. And f- is it, you're not doing one called finale, are you? I mean, we've got <laughs> we, we've got other ones, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right, my, so everybody's got one. There's, there could be so many names from Seinfeld episodes where you could you, where you could do this. But I'm going with the Susie, which is one of the silliest episodes where everybody is. There's the everybody's you know talking about this fake woman at, at employee at Jay Peterman named Susie. And before you know it, they end up having a funeral for Susie. And Jerry gets accused of murder, JP, of murdering her. Jay Peterman claims he had an affair with her. I mean, it's just kind of a crazy, crazy show. So that's one of my... I just that watched that.
1: I, I just <laughs> watched that last week. It's not ever Sue's It's Susie. <laughs> uh, so good. And then, oh, Jer- yeah, Jerry had an affair. So uh, my second one is also a Seinfeld. This is season eight, episode 19. It's the yada yada. I oh, think yeah. that would be such a good name for a podcast because what are we doing on here, Aaron? We're yada yada. We could have we, we could have all sorts of lobster bisque sponsorships. It'd be great.
0: That would be great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're doing better at summarizing the yada yada is with a group, they don't ever it's what I do with stories. You don't tell the whole thing like yada yada yada. Let's move on. And the and the funny thing
0: is, like she'd say yada yada and the things and basically. Things come to a head when she says, I ran into my ex-boyfriend. She's dating George because I ran into my ex-boyfriend last night, and yada yada. I'm really tired this morning. And George basically gets a little up, as you can imagine, gets a little upset. <laughs> my next one is called Return to Camelot, and that's for Dallas. And it is this was maybe the this is this is kind of one of the biggest, like, can I take a mulligans in television history? So in one of the in a previous season or two seasons earlier they had killed off Bobby Ewing who played Patrick Duffy and there's a whole season that takes place you know with the whole Ewing family and everybody uh, dealing with Bobby's death and they're shocked and they're just going through the grief and it's all everything else and then the next season starts and Pam Ewing his as widow wakes up knocks on the door and goes in the, goes in and sees Bobby's in the shower and they basically just pass off in that episode. It's a two part episode called Return to Camelot. And they basically just pass off the previous season as a dream.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. They do the classic dream sequence. It's like the finale of Lost.
0: Yeah, except there's an entire <laughs> season is one big dream.
1: Oh, my goodness. I don't like that at all. So we don't do a lot of children's TV shows. And after uh, our former guest or our guest Josie was on, and he's on the new Batwheels with with the SpongeBob voice, I decided to look at SpongeBob season one for their episodes. And I decided if you find yourself in a place where you're doing a retrospective of Spongebob, you've hit rock bottom. And so a season one, episode 17 is called Rock Bottom that I think could really be ref- reflective of what it is. For those that haven't watched Spongebob recently, like myself, Rock Bottom is the name of the town uh, that they all live in. And I think that, that 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 would be nice. You could be Squidward. I could be Patrick. And then we get Spongebob to come in and, and give us some hot tips. Spongebob is our Randy.
0: I'm sure he'd appreciate that that, that (laughs) comparison. (laughs) The next one I have is called the $99,000 answer. And that is an episode of the honeymooners and you know, the honeymooners, they only had what they called the original 39. There were other episodes, but that was really the, the original 39 episodes or what are considered to be landmark television. And one of the great ones was the $99,000 answer where Ralph goes on and it's basically like who wants to be a millionaire and he just freezes you know when he gets when he gets the question and it's but he's been talking a big game about how he's what was the question i can't remember okay how he's going to nail that question yeah
1: so then i so i kept taking this and like i like like good names for different because of the medium so this is where i went i'm a big fan of yellowstone season one episode six it's called the remembering You really get to think back on what the show was. I feel like in a podcast like that, you could go through and talk about where you were in your life when you watched that episode and really dig in that way. That's a good idea. And then
0: The Wire obviously has a number of has a lot of podcasts, has a lot of people weighing in on it, and it doesn't really have very catchy. It's not like The Sopranos. It doesn't have very catchy episode titles, but I thought If there was one fitting one that you would go with that would kind of sum up the series or a podcast, it would be Hamsterdam, which is the name of one of the episodes, which is the name of the of the free drug zone that the police uh, come through the police major uh, puts together in uh, season three.
1: What is what is the name of the
0: Sopranos podcast? There's a bunch, but there was talking Sopranos with Michael Imperioli and Steve Schreppa, where they were both former cast members. The one I was listening to that actually made me think this might be fun to do something like this on the Andy Griffiths show with Christopher is a show which this is going to be so like, how do you go from this this to the loaded goat? And I'll be like, I don't know. But the show, the podcast was titled No F and ZD. And so that was the <laughs> that was the name of it. And because that was a line on the that was a famous Karen's baked line ZD. In- yeah, it was a famous line, and well, it was not Karen's Baked ZD. It's when it's in the first episode. Oh, the um, Tony's mom is not going to be able to make it, and she's always going to bring her ZD, and it's her for her, their son AJ's birthday party. And he goes, What no and ZD? And they were like, Hey, and so that was just a famous, fa- famous line in the show. Excellent.
1: So, my last one is mostly making fun of this show season 15, episode 19 Grey's Anatomy that far into this show so we're talking 15 years of like what do they have per season 175 episodes they had a uh, the name of an episode called silent all these years which I think is kind of funny. Maybe it, it, maybe this is a very insensitive thing to say. I've never seen the episode. I stopped watching Grey's Anatomy in like 2003, but I think that- as did A going. lot
0: of people. I mean, <laughs> like it, like kept there, there, it,
1: it kept going. I mean, there
0: was a period where <laughs> it was where it was the show, and you know, I if you told me after it started falling off that they would have all the drama they have and the people left and they would just keep bringing people in and out i would have said you're crazy but it's worked for them
1: you know they've stayed on about as long as people are actually in med school maybe that was the goal they wanted to get people surgeons through residency now they're basically saying and
0: now there's and now it's kind of like now we just want, now they're saying we're going to reach those kids in kindergarten and follow <laughs> them all the way through medical school it's like uh what was it called boy boyhood Oh, wait, oh, you talking about the the Richard Linklater the where there it was there follows the kid through his yeah, whole childhood. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. So
1: was that was our first that was one of our first commercials for the show. That was sponsored by Paramount, a
0: After, Viacom Company. A Viacom Company. After the break, Barney is trying to stay cool and they hear another blast, and Barney yells, There he goes. And um, uh, you know, because he's just worried. Every time they hear something, they're worried now that the goat is is blowing up but back at the jail hudge sees jimmy walk in and he starts to give him a kick and andy stops him and explains what's going on they put jimmy in a cell and they go get a demolitions expert who tells them there is not much they can
1: do except let the
0: dynamite pass he
1: also had the humility to say he's never really dealt with anything like this
0: yeah yeah
1: i would also like my uh the safety inspector to say the only thing I know for sure is that you can't predict anything. It's like, huh? Isn't that your job? Yeah, it's like well, if a
0: fire marshal. Marshal said that, or you know, or just like service. things are gonna
1: burn. <laughs> burn I mean, fire burns.
0: But if you know, like, if you're like if early on with COVID, it's like, well, we don't know what this thing's gonna do. Which is kind of what we what we finally realized people were saying about May. But I mean, that would have been. And that would have been crazy. You know, that's really like in any sort of crisis, you know, or financial meltdown. Well,
1: we don't, the market's a funny thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't, we, don't, we don't know. We, Inflation's we don't know. crazy. It's like, yeah. you're the Fed chair. <laughs> yeah. So actually, and this is not a lie. Aaron, are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. Randy called me this morning twice. Once was a butt dial. But the, but the second time he called to tell me how funny the most recent episode was called me not you so just take that as as you will but we were talking and did you know that the demolitions expert is related to two different people that are three different people very big in cinema history his name is Bing Russell so he's related to Bing Crosby Chandler Bing Kurt Russell and then by extension Goldie Hawn and then I think they have famous children as well but this is where it all started they do have a son named Wyatt Russell Wyatt Russell, isn't there a daughter? There's Kate Hudson, but I
0: think that's from a previous. She's from a previous relationship with someone else. It's not. I don't think she's Kurt Russell's daughter. Got it. Did you know about that? I didn't know about that, but I'm glad Randy called you. Randy also called me today to let me know that on a pre on that previous episode where you were on High Noon in Mayberry, where you were talking about the actor. And you were saying how he, you know, you were sharing the facts Randy gave you and how you said he was also in a previous show called Bonsai. Turns out the show, I'd never heard of it, but I just kind of went with it because you were talking about it. But apparently the show Randy had told you he was in was Bonanza, which is a completely different show than Bonsai.
1: (laughs) Hey, guess what? I don't listen super good and I also lie. (laughs) (laughs) You do both
0: of those things
1: uh well sorry randy i tried real hard you
0: did you did but you got this one right so mayor stoner comes in with a lit cigar in his mouth and barney yanks it out out of his mouth puts it out with a fire extinguisher this is a great moment yeah and barney keeps saying one wrong move and everything goes blue blue bluey and harvey bullock said they could have just gone with kaboom but bluey just sounded better really yeah, which I kind of think it does. Bluey. I mean, that does sound very good coming out of Barney. It does sound very funny. We
1: should have done a ranking, a listicle of uh, best onomatopoeias.
0: Well, we've got more episodes. We can, we, we've we we got time. All right. So Mayor Stoner is freaking out on the timing of the underpass. I mean, he's kind of like at this point, like the mayor in Jaws. I mean, you know, at this point, it's like. He's very much like the mayor in Jaws. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. And so he suggests they shoot the goat. And Andy hands Mayor, Andy's got Andy is kind of fed up. He hands Mayor Stoner the gun and says, okay, you do it. I mean, and then he reminds him that the goat will fall down and cause an explosion if that's the case. And so And it's gonna explode straight up. Yep. Straight up into Mayor Stoner's office. And he says he's got to get his important papers, like you are know, like, you know, we're dealing with you know Franklin Roosevelt over here, oh, you know, So yeah.
1: I had a different thought about this. So I had yeah. decided that he had a paper trail about his him doing the underpass to benefit his brother, and he needed to get those before they were maybe like locked up in evidence or something like that. So he was more covering his track versus like saving the town documents. Yeah, could have been either one of those. I mean, it was pretty much.
0: Like a lot of deals that happen in small towns that benefit relatives. It's kind of like, yeah, this is happening. What you going to do about it? What you going to do (laughs) about it? Yeah. What you going to do about it? So basically, then Andy tells Hudge to go home and that they will think of something. And Barney and Andy leave to go to get some more hay for the goat. And of course, we dissolved Otis walking down the street in a drunken mess headed to the jail. So I've always gotten the impression that Otis has some sort of backdoor watering hole where he likes to go drink. I always assumed he has friends that he does this with. Do you think Otis just goes and sits in a back alley and downs a bottle of moonshine? You know, yeah. I think, but, but he has a great time. It's not sad. He's happy about it.
1: You know? I mean, cause it is the, it, it was an era where alcoholism was just kind of funny. Yeah. And he, I mean, he, when his brother was there, you know, they, we saw a little glimpse of that life. Yeah. Yeah, so he wanders into the jail and basically plops
0: down in his cell, but he misses. His bed's not there, and so he can't figure out where his bed is, and the ghost is, and the goat is watching him. Oh, know, so talk- funny. It's so funny. You were talking about the physical comedy of it. He actually, how Smith actually threw his back out doing this scene. I
1: wondered about that. Yeah. I mean, he tries to jump in the bed that's on the side, and then he has the beautiful line, I'll just wait until the world writes itself. Yeah. I I couldn't quite figure out why he was doing it, and then he's like, oh. The spins. It must just be the spins. <laughs> the bed is on the side of the wall.
0: Yeah, no, it was great. It was great. And then he sits down, and the goat walks up to him. And Otis then
1: manhandles the goat and runs him out of his cell. He really. I I watched the credit. There's there's no no animals were harmed. He really went at that at, at that goat. Yeah, he was wrestling him.
0: Yeah, he really was. And Andy walks. Does it really say that in the credits?
1: No, it doesn't say it.
0: Okay, Andy walks in with more hay. And the goat is really mad at this point. And Barney walks into, and they both get on on the desk to stay away from the goat. Don't you think? First of all, Andy squats for a while, which is impressive. Have you squatted recently? I'll do squats. I don't do for, them. I don't do them long periods. You long just period. sit and stand there. Not very. I mean, not not, <laughs> not real. I don't know. I don't just
1: say, you know what? I'm going to squat for, for five squat minutes. For a little bit. You know? Yeah, it was really impressive. And then yeah. I also thought I expected. I don't know a lot of goat. Anger things, but I kind of thought that he'd stomp his foot a little bit too. Now I've never really seen a goat mad,
0: so yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll do some YouTube videos and we'll splice in some uh, some goats. Yeah, that sounds sounds swell. So Andy then remembers that the goat likes Barney's harmonica playing, and so Barney and he gets Barney to play, and Jimmy calms down. And this is just one of the most unique. It's not the actual end. But it's one of the most unique endings of the show, where they just slowly lead the goat out of town, and we fade out to commercial. It's
1: beautiful. Yeah. It is gorgeous. Yeah. In the epilogue, I kind of if if this know. show were you know a different and less wholesome, I thought it'd be kind of funny if like a car hits the goat. I mean, that'd be like the boys. Um, like the like the, like
0: that episode, like that series on Amazon prime, that goat would have been that there would have been that goat <laughs> would have bl- blown up so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. In the um, epilogue, Andy calls and lets them, lets the demolition expert know that they can begin blasting again. And they go to clean the cell and Mayor Stoner and Hodge come in and hear the blast and thinks andy and barney are dead and they take their hats off and mayor stoner starts to pay his respects to the law lawman, man or to both of the lawmen while hudge pays his respects to jimmy and mayor stoner and andy and barney are thinking this is just hilarious as they watch this oh it's so good it's so good and mayor stoner says what more can i say and Andy and Barney then speak up and say, well, you can go back over how great you thought we were. <laughs> and Mayor Stoner storms off and Hudge is happy that his goat is still alive and we, we close. I
1: really liked it when they... Well, also, the goat's still alive. The goat still has a rough 24 hours ahead of him. Yeah, that goat... The goat isn't out of the woods yet. I also like that they called Barney the little... And he's like, and then that little guy. Yeah. I mean, I think
0: the... I think I think with watching this, it is one of those things where the goat's really gonna have a rough time, but they did but they took care of the goat, they got him out of there. I guess passing dynamite is not a fun, is not gonna be fun, but they did save Jimmy and they saved the town. And Mayor Stoner can get his underpass and everybody wins. Things. Everybody, everybody wins. wins.
1: So any final thoughts? Uh, great episode. Great. Really fun. I didn't think we over overshot it with the name of the episode this is Thank a fun one.
0: how many whistles would you give this I'm gonna
1: give this one 10 but I kind of feel like I have to but I do all I did really like it
0: yeah I don't want to strong arm you into it but I would give it 10 as
1: well 10 10 10 baby we're 10, here 10, 10.
0: yeah well this if you is you were to fun. name
1: another episode a podcast after another episode what would it be you know it would have
0: to be some I mean the pickle story would be a good one
1: was, that was our other 10 10 for 10
0: yeah and then of the ones we've done, those would be two, uh, but there are, we, but that may be something, but as we do others in the future, it may be worth noting. This would have been a good name for the podcast.
1: Yeah. Two. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll keep that one going. Thanks Bing Russell for yep. racing us on screen and starting a cinematic dynasty. You think, and thank you for listening. Check us out At on any, iTunes. Anytime anytime aaron
0: wasn't talking to you um, <laughs> check us out on itunes spotify and wherever you get your podcast and if you think about it subscribe next week we're doing an episode that is certainly not a tin whistler class reunion and until then christopher one false move and bluey